award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're watching, glad you're tuning in. Uh, once again, this is a show, if you are not watching, you need to go watch uh, on our YouTube page or our Facebook page because we are... Uh, Riverside here and uh, excited to have Miss Sally Petrie with us. She's a fisheries biologist, but she loves to hunt. This show is all about R3, and we'll explain all that as we get uh, get going. But Mr. Matt Cameron is helping me co-host today, and I appreciate him jumping in. Matt, glad to have you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back, man. Beautiful day, beautiful setting, and a great show. Yeah, I'm excited, uh, especially the location. This is a good find. This is uh, this is where it's all where we're supposed to be, outdoors and enjoying what's out here to, to see and do and. Uh, Makes you want to grab a rod and wet a line, don't it? It does, it does. This is the, the try to read the sign, J. Forrest Thompson, is that right? Thomas. Thomas, uh, yeah, Thomas. Access area, uh, it's a partnership between TVA and TWRA to make this possible. And it's a fairly new construction, so check it out if you're up in East, Upper East Tennessee uh, near Bryson's, or where are we Bluff at? City. Bluff City. Uh, Piney Flats area. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is awesome. Uh, Sally, I want to thank you for being here of course uh, want to learn more about you and, and get into this idea of or talk about the, the hunting aspect that you love to do and uh, and how it got started but first just introduce yourself and tell us who you are yeah so I am um, I'm the streams and rivers biologist for region 4 which is the eastern side of the state so I work on all of the um, flowing waters in here so I actually sample this uh, South Holston tailwater every year um, but I also work on um, brook trout restoration up in the beautiful Smoky Mountains mm -hmm. um, and then I work I do work with smallmouth bass um, on some of the larger rivers warmer warmer rivers and then I also work um, on some large rivers like downtown Knoxville and things like that. Um, so I think I have the best job in the agency <laughs> <laughs> um, because I just get to travel around um, and check out all the uh, beautiful fishes that we have in Tennessee. Yeah, I'd say you probably do have one of the top jobs. <laughs> you know, I'd say people would love to do what you do. You were telling us about this uh, piece, of, piece of river that said you shock this quite often and yeah. there's quite a few fish in here is that right yeah yeah for sure um so we go out with a boat electrofisher and um we'll we'll electrofish the the banks and um a lot of times i can't even um i'll be netting on the front of the boat we've got nets and i can't even um get all of the fish that I see. I can't net them all wow. to get them in the boat to sample them. So it's full of fish. It's like <laughs> fishing in a barrel here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I couldn't yeah. even catch one here. I'm so bad. But yeah. what, what all species could we find right here in the South Holston? Um, you've got your, your brown trout and your rainbow trout are the two predominant species that okay. people are fishing for. Any yeah. smallmouth speak of? Um, not, um, not in this section. Maybe a little bit further down, but not here. It's still pretty cold. Dip your hand in and it's... It's chilly. So folks are going fishing right here. They're probably going trout fishing. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Good to know. That's something that, that I have not got to do a lot of. I'd love to do more. Uh, you know, you put on a little program not too long ago, or this past year, right. you know, uh, learned to trout fish, and that went well, and I think we should do more of those. But uh, it's a fun sport to get into. You don't have to have a fly rod. You can nope. use all kinds of stuff, yeah. right? Tackle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Well, so uh, you're now here in Tennessee, but you haven't always been. 
right. part of uh, the crew here at TWRA. Tell us what you, what, how you got started. Yeah, so I, um, I moved here about three years ago, so I've only been with TWRA for three years. Um, and I grew up in Pennsylvania um, and have traveled around a lot uh, trying to figure out just what I wanted to do. I've always been interested in outside but I wasn't sure exactly is it fisheries but I love hunting and you know mm. or I just love that you know animals um, and so I went to school in North Carolina for my undergrad um, and then while I was there I got a bunch of jobs over the summer uh, one of them was in Utah working with native fish in the desert which sounds a little weird wow. uh, and then and I also worked in Washington uh, and Oregon a little bit and um, from then on, I knew I wanted to move west. I was like set on it. Plus, it's so beautiful. There's elk and high mountains, and ah. Uh, so I went out there for more school. Um, I moved to Arizona to study fish, which again seems very odd. Um, they got fisheries biologists down yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> they and, in yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, there's actually two native species of trout in Arizona um, compared to our one brook trout here. Uh, but And so I, that's how I um, uh, got on to, uh, I guess, the West is yeah. moved out there. Um, and then I really ha missed my family and missed uh, teaching my nieces and nephews how to, you know, grow up enjoying the outdoors because my family doesn't hunt or fish. Um, so, and I wanted to kind of bring that into my family. Mm. Um, and I only saw them whenever they came out to Arizona or whenever I came out here. So, um, I saw an opportunity with uh, Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency and I took it um, to wow. get back closer to them. So, it's been nice. That's I like a, it. <laughs> a big jump, a big leap, you know, and that's awesome. We're glad yeah. to have you, though. I, I know the guys and the gals in Region 4 uh, say great things about what you do. And, <laughs> and uh, so, it's good to have you for the three years. I hope we'll have you longer. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, wanting to introduce your nieces and nephews to hunting and yeah. keep them outdoors. <laughs> uh, that's what we're all about right now, trying to, to uh, uh, have this R3 focus. And uh, I'm going to put you on spot. What's oh, R3? Well, Sally said uh, reduce, reuse, and recycle, which is good, That's but good. in our world, in the communications world, it is uh, recruit, retain, and reactivate hunters and anglers in particular. So right. re recruitment, retention, reactivation, I believe is exactly how you say it. Yeah. Is that correct? I think that's right. So, yeah, we want to get people into hunting. We want to keep them hunting, fishing, not just hunting. <laughs> and uh, and if they've gotten away from it, we want to bring them back. So, um, I've heard your story, and I want you to tell it, Sally. But um, that's kind of how you got introduced. You weren't a hunter. You said your family doesn't hunt, doesn't fish. Yeah. But now you're knee deep, you know, yeah. into it. So tell us how how that got how that got started. Yeah. Um, well, I grew up in Pennsylvania, uh, in like the middle of nowhere, kind of like almost here where we are. Yeah. Um, it's nice. Where? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and I grew up. It was just my mom. I grew up a single. Uh, single parent family and my mom always pushed us to do everything like everything possible um, we had a we actually lived on a small farm we had chickens and um, all sorts of various things so mm -hmm. I'm I understand the idea of um, eating you know what you raise um, and then I we also hiked and camped and I, I can remember being drug up the mountain by my brother because I didn't want to go hiking but <laughs> I always I've always been you know into the or forced into the outdoors or into it um, and so um, I went to school and I didn't know what I wanted to do I wanted to be outside that's about it yeah. um, and I 
chose um, fisheries because I liked water and I loved like chemistry and I know that sounds odd, but uh, oh, the water quality and making the water quality good for the fish. Um, and so with that, I met lots of people who fished and hunted, um, which has been great because I've been able to get a lot of different or have a lot of different mentors in my life, um, which is really what got me um, into, into hunting. Um, I was a little bit nervous to tell people that I didn't know how to hunt and fish because um, I, all the people that I was surrounded with, you know, did that. Mm -hmm. um, but once I <laughs> admitted that I wasn't sure what I was doing, um, a lot of people came to me and, you know, asked me, how could I help? Or I asked them, can you take me? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'd say they were more than happy to yeah, show you the ropes. Exactly. Right? And I've learned that a lot of the people who are passionate about hunting and fishing um, want to share that. And I feel the same way. Now that I feel comfortable hunting, I, I want to take people out and I want to get them to get the first squirrel or the first, you know, deer or whatever it is because yeah. it's, it's a passion. It's really exciting to see them experience that. So uh, I guess I got into it by admitting that I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> and be willing to learn about it um, and um, have, you know, Get, have those mentors in my life that have really helped me and taken me through the process of it all. Yeah. That's, uh, I think about um, the age that you are. You, so you were in college at this time. Yeah. So you've got 20-year-olds <laughs> that, you know, or have probably been hunting and fishing all their life. Mm -hmm. That's that's why they're there to study this. Mm -hmm. They want to be a biologist or mm -hmm. a game warden or whatever it may be. Uh, but you're there because you love water and love fish but you didn't know you loved to fish and hunt and it, yeah. and they passed it on to you and that was that recruitment part right you know and then now you're you're there and you're wanting to keep people and bring to bring them on but then keep them out there in the outdoors mm -hmm. and i think that's awesome yeah have you had an opportunity to do that what's what's a something that stands out where you've taken someone or well got somebody hooked yeah no pun intended or maybe, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> so um i've taken my mom out squirrel hunting oh, and so cool. yeah we've gotten squirrel which is exciting and then i've taken my nieces and nephew out um uh, fishing mm -hmm. so then they just love it they're still little little tots so <laughs> um they they can't handle the the gun but my uh my niece uh, Mackenzie she's like seven now um we play hunting so okay. you know we uh <laughs> she hide and I shoot well she usually shoots and <laughs> a teddy bear or something like that oh, okay, and then we bring it onto the wagon and break it make make it go down into the kitchen and cook it in the kitchen <laughs> so it's great that's what I'm talking <laughs> I, that's one way to start. Yeah. You know, get the basic steps here. This is how it's going to happen, and then we'll get them out there in the real yeah. woods. Yeah. They, they're in Pennsylvania. Um, they actually live in Georgia. So oh, okay. It's South actually of pretty then. close. Gotcha. Nice. Much closer than yeah. see them often. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, do you find yourself uh, uh, looking for public land, or do you have places yeah. to go that's private? Well, because um, that's a there's a lot of public land in Tennessee, a lot mm -hmm. of opportunity. Yeah. And uh, that's where a lot of people get started. Yes, so um, I uh, I hunt on both. Okay, <laughs> um, that's good. So I uh, mentioned, actually, I think Matt was there. It was one of our first uh, meetings with. Uh, at, I was at a commission meeting, and um, I was sitting next to Matt and someone else from work, and I mentioned that I wanted to go hunting, and I didn't know where to go. I was new here in Arizona. Everything's public land, and so I was like, "What am I supposed to do?" And that person was like, "Hey, I might have." 
uh, a spot where, you know, you can come hunt. And so now we, uh, I help him put food plots in and hang stands and I've killed a few deer off of that land. But um, I am an avid public land hunter. I think it's really important that we use our public lands. Um, and so my first really big buck uh, I've gotten, which was a nice big eight point, was on public land on TVA public land right off of Cherokee Lake. Oh, so, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I'm definitely all about the public land. So everybody's <laughs> salivating now thinking, where's that piece of property? I know. Well, it, it can be done, you know, if you're mm -hmm. willing to put the, the leg work in. Uh, there, there is some good hunting on yeah. public lands. Yeah, and I just hiked in. I know a lot of people... Um, Make, sometimes make it complicated they'll boat in and do all these things i just hiked in and spent the day out there and made it happen so <laughs> now what kind of um, firearm were you using or bow oh yeah um i have a rifle i have a seven millimeter 08 okay. so you ain't playing yeah yeah <laughs> well it was my uh i learned how to hunt um uh hunting elk Okay. in arizona so i had to have something with a little bit of punch absolutely <laughs> uh, so that was my elk rifle so, so that you took that go ahead in the rifle season right so yeah so it's coming up you know here we are upcoming mm -hmm. rifle season it's just a good time to be in the woods muzzleloader going into rifle the ruts going on yep. so yeah if y'all are listening and, and thinking about getting into hunting there's no better time than november it's a hunter's dream come true yeah. Go do it. Get involved now. Don't wait. Yeah. Because yeah. the activity is so high right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the bucks are kind of running around. So it's, I feel like it's not just as much sitting. I didn't understand. When I moved here, I didn't. I had never killed a deer when I moved here, which was three years ago. Um, and I didn't know what the rut was or any of this stuff mm -hmm. was. So um, I've been learning a lot. <laughs> um, and so it's, it seems like Normally, if before the rut, you kind of hunt, and it's early mornings, late afternoons, mm -hmm. or whatever. And so now, seems like the deer get pushed around during the day, which is more uh, fun. Absolutely, <laughs> exactly. Those, those big ones, they can't, they can't stand it. They're going to move <laughs> in the daytime, and they're yep. going to move longer distances, and they just expose themselves yeah. to, to to being hunted more. So yeah, don't drag your feet. Mm -hmm. if you want to want to kill a good deer? Now's the time to do it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and you've been back to Arizona and hunted out there some too. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, uh, every year I um, rekindle my friendship with a, uh, another lady hunter who's also, she's actually a wildlife biologist, um, who started hunting late in life um, when she got to college as well. Uh, and so we, she is a phenomenal, phenomenal hunter and I've learned so much from her. Uh, but we go down to Tucson, Arizona, which is not known as a hunting destination, yeah. <laughs> uh, usually. And we um, hunt for javelina, which are, um, they look like a, a wild pig. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a fun time. It's not anything about, I'm not a, I don't hunt for big racks or anything like that. That's a fun thing where we get some meat. Just a bonus. And it's, yeah. To get a yeah. rack. So how do you hunt the javelina? Yeah. I've never done that. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, they're teeny tiny. They're like knee high. Um, so they're really hard to see. Uh, and you get up really early and you glass for them or you look for them on mountaintops when they're moving. Um, and then you try, it's more like stalking. So you try and figure out where they're going to and you get in front of them. And the great part is, is they don't see well. Uh -huh. They might smell you, but they don't see well. So once you, and they travel in herds. So once you get to, um, once you find them and get close in range, um, usually if you've got two hunters, you both can kill because the one person will shoot or you can shoot at the same time. And then they'll kind of scatter 
in any which way that they are, their nose is pointing, and then they'll stop. And so, and it won't be very far. So as long as like you're all ready, you can Reload. shoot. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Do you eat them? <laughs> yeah, I do. A lot of people don't eat them, but I'm all about eating whatever I kill. Yeah. So um, as long as it's kind of like deer, as long as you treat the meat right or anything, um, I'll usually get I don't know ten pounds of meat or something like that. Off of one. Mm-hmm. So it's not a lot, but. Wow. Yeah, more than right. a squirrel. Yeah, yeah, it's more than a squirrel. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. doubt. That's and then it. we'll hunt jackrabbits and all sorts of other fun things while we're out there after we get our big, you know, javelina <laughs> kill. Nice. And, and you had the pictures a year or two ago of a pretty nice buck you took. Out oh there. yeah, Is that yeah. White tail or it's a coos white tail deer. Yeah, um, and I got a nice. I think it was an eight point. Um, and they're a smaller subspecies of the white tail here, um, uh, but. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. That's a, that season's in, I guess, October. Um, so it was it was nice. It was down by the Mexico border. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was neat. So teach us, like, I've, yeah, teach me a lot because I've never done any of that. <laughs> I've never been hunting in, in Arizona. How do you? How would yeah. one get a permit to go hunting? That's out there? a great question. Um, so you have to buy um, a hunting license and put in, and they have a draw system. Uh, and so if you get drawn for a tag. Um, it's for a specific date. It's usually seven days. Um, and then it's for a specific unit, which is usually public land. Um, and so and it, it's probably smaller <laughs> than the size of a county here. Um, so wow. it's a small, and then usually you kind of just camp out um, and uh, uh, drive the roads, find a good spot to, um, or hike into a really high spot where you can see a big distance and sit and, and glass and look for deer or javelina or elk or whatever you want and then uh, stalk it. Now have you it's got to hunt elk before? Yeah, so elk was my first big game kill. What? Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Tell us my, about that. Well, my mentor told me, hit Rick, he said, now I'm going to, you're interested in hunting. I want you, we want you to kill an elk because it has a really big kill zone. You can shoot like anywhere <laughs> in this big area and yeah. it'll be okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, my first, uh, my first elk hunt, I was unsuccessful, which I think a lot of people who are, yeah, who are new to hunting, you're learning a lot. I learned something every day. I was exhausted. I didn't get anything. I put in again, uh, and I killed on the last night of the hunt, uh, and I was so exhausted. I set up at a water hole, um, and I had some antelope come in. It was really pretty, and then finally the, um, the elk came in, and I still remember I was all by myself, and I was so nervous. I remember texting my friend. I was like, oh, no. The elk have come in. Now I have to like. This is it. Like this is the opportunity I've been waiting for. So um, I finally I, I pulled the trigger, and it was there were three elk, and I I pulled it on what I thought was a small elk, but I had no real f reference size. It ended up being a giant like uh, female cow elk, um, and she ended up dying in the water hole. Oh yeah. Um, and I was like terrified that she was going to sink in there and I didn't know how to gut it. I couldn't, I can't move an elk. They're giant. Um, so I called my friends who of course weren't available for a few hours. So I was pretty sure if I left her, she was going to sink and I would have to go like scuba diving, but none of that happened. <laughs> um, I was able to strip down into my long underwear and get out the swim out there to her and drag her in, which was fun. Oh, um, wow. and then gutted her up and, um, it was a great experience. I, I, I learned a lot. Um, and it's, 
you know, it was the last evening of the hunt, so it was pretty rewarding. Yeah. That's an adventure. Hardcore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I'm there. You just grabbed it and drug yeah. it off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I also was hunting out of a... 2003 Corolla, so <laughs> it was an adventure to figure out what to do when I got the elk with that. So <laughs> the court of this yeah. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hunters right now yeah. they're all googling 03 Corolla yeah. hunting vehicle, right? Did you yeah. strap it to the top of it? Oh, of course, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> Quarter it, it fit pretty good. Sack it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. did you? I've never killed an elk, so I can only imagine. Yeah. Well, I've, I've killed a lot of deer, and just getting yeah. a deer out of the woods yeah. is a chore. So yeah. tell me about an animal that weighs hundreds of pounds. Yeah, so you quarter, you'll skin them and quarter them, or I guess you don't have to skin them, but yeah, yeah, you skin them and quarter them up and hopefully you call all your friends. And that's the one thing I have learned is, um, uh, I am a person, I like to be by myself. I like the woods. Um, I like doing things Solitude. by myself. Yeah. And that's one of the things I, I like about hunting, but I have really learned that I really like sharing the experience with other people. Um, and so you call all your friends when you get an elk, <laughs> if they're not there with that's you. What, that's what a lot of people do in Tennessee. They'll call their buddies. I got a deer down. Yeah. Come look at it. You know, come check it out. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's something you do with other people. It's mm -hmm. fun. It's mm -hmm. a way to hang Sharing out. Sharing those experiences with others. Yeah, exactly. And you're, you're that sportsman or sportswoman part of mm -hmm. your hunting career now that you want to take others and show them how to do it. Yeah. And I've, I've killed enough. You know, if I never kill another one, I've done well and I'm satisfied, but I would rather take somebody else, let them experience that for the first yeah. time and hopefully get them hooked on it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm yeah. the same way. Well, tell us about the, uh, the license. We'll talk about the license process here in Tennessee. We've hit, you know, what you would do if you went to Arizona, but <laughs> in Tennessee, you, you, go to gooroutdoorstennessee.com uh, there's a lot of options for us uh, as Tennesseans um, there's the sportsman's license which covers you for everything the combo hunting fish that gets you started then you pick your your, your uh, permit or whatever for the type of uh, weapon you're using for the hunt and that kind of thing but uh, it's real easy and what do you think about the system? You think it's pretty easy to, to yeah. get your license and get out there? Yeah, I'll buy it on the TWA on the Go app, I think. And yeah. uh, I just get the sportsman's license, and that opens up opportunity for me. So it makes it, although it's um, probably more pricey, um, I just like not having to worry. Yeah. I know I'm good to go wherever you know where I want to go, and I don't have to. Nothing to think about. Yeah. And then the WMAs, you got exactly you can get right. on WMA without having mm -hmm. a WMA permit, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and so that makes like public land hunting even easier. You know, so mm -hmm. just hop out there. Yep. Cool. Um, one thing, one thought I had was, uh, you talked about you already harvested an animal this year, right? The deer? Not yet. Oh, not yet. Okay. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but do you hunt with bow or muzzleloader or anything? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. So. <laughs> um, I started out rifle hunting because it's easier and you can shoot longer distances um, than your typical bow or um, muzzleloader usually. Sure. Um, uh, but when I moved here, I in Arizona you couldn't use a crossbow and I had never done bow stuff before. Um, and so I got a crossbow when I moved here and I've been crossbow hunting and I also have a muzzleloader. So um, I actually was nervous about guns when I first started hunting. Um, and I, and I could, I'm a very much, I need to see how it works. And so muzzle loading, I can see how it works. Uh -huh. And I, I put the black powder in and the bullet in and it goes, like it goes. So yeah. I actually liked muzzle loading a lot better than rifle hunting when I first started. But and it's one of the better times to be out. Yeah. Out My goodness. I agree. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, Talk about the process of, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, I got one while you're Go ahead, of it. yes. All right, we, were, we had lunch before we came over here, and we got to talking about 
you know, feeding ourselves. And uh, <laughs> this was a little bit off subject. She hasn't killed a deer this year, but she has 30 oh, yeah. chickens yeah. in the freezer. So yes. tell us a little bit about raising chickens. Yeah. Living off the land. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I grew up on a small farm, which had laying chickens, which had, we, produ we had eggs from them. We never killed them. Uh, and so I just bought a piece of property recently with, with a barn and a few, you know, outbuildings. I was like, oh, I'll just get chickens. No big deal. Ended up getting 30 of them, which turned out to be a big deal. <laughs> they eat a lot and grow really fast. Um, but so, yeah, I, they got to be eight weeks and they got to be nice and plump and fat. And so um, I harvested them instead of spending my time out in the woods. Um, so we uh, plucked them. I dipped them in hot water, cut, you know, uh, killed them and then dipped them in hot water and plucked them, some of them, and then um, chopped them up, quartered them up like anything else. So Wow, you're set. Yeah, yeah I'm set for a while. At least for the, your white meat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's still I'm, a lot of deer hunting yeah. left to do, so yes. hopefully you can add, uh, yeah. add some venison to the freezer. Yeah, that is exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> so if what if you came across a lady that showed some interest what would you tell her yeah or a guy yeah. yeah yeah um uh well number one step is um go and make sure you take your hunter safety course um i would love to take someone out in the woods but i want to make sure that they're safe yeah. <laughs> and we're safe <laughs> um and then don't get um intimidated i know i still get intimidated walking to bass pro or cabela's or any of those places you know uh any sportsman's or sports store with all the gear that i feel like when i go in there i need to buy and just keep it simple um I'm still borrowing a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't purchased a shotgun yet. Um, so borrowing rifles is perfectly okay. There's, it seems like there's a lot of money that you need to put into this, but there's really not if you keep it simple and you borrow, you know, see what you like from other people. And again, most people who are interested in or who are passionate about hunting and getting other people um, hunting, they'll be more than willing and they understand. Yeah, here's, you know, I'll let someone borrow whatever as long as I know they're safe. Right, right. <laughs> so. so, and speaking of hunter education, you can do that all online yeah. now. So it's mm -hmm. it's convenient to get it. That was kind of a hindrance in the past for people getting started. It's like, well, it's all of a sudden deer season, they want to go and they can't because they don't have hunter education. They can't get in a class. They're going to yeah. have to wait until the spring or whatever. Right. But now you can get online and do it completely online. So don't let that hold you back. Yeah. And Definitely. I agree 100% with you on being. A minimalist when it comes to gear yes. because I get intimidated going into Bass Pro and they, they want you to think, I'm not picking on Bass Pro, but um, <laughs> companies in general want yeah. you to think you have to have this product to make you successful in the woods. Now, if you have um, a good firearm, it's sided in properly, um, and you can go and sit down and work the wind right, you could probably have these clothes we're wearing right now. As oh, long yeah. as you sit still mm -hmm. um, and get the wind right, you can successfully harvest a, a deer. It's not mm -hmm. that difficult. Yeah. Yeah. If you get in the right place. Yeah, you don't have to be in a tree stand. You can be in the ground blind and right. sit behind a tree. You, yep. you know, it could be anywhere. Yep. Uh, the other thought I had earlier was a video. So you can go online. There's all kinds of resources out there mm -hmm. to help you learn how to read a map or how to get out there. Just any of that stuff, mm -hmm. you know, not to get lost in the woods. And yeah. What to do after you shoot the thing. There's a lot of resources out there. And even yeah. on our YouTube pages, we got a lot of stuff out there for you to watch and learn from. So, Sally, thank you. It's been fun. Thanks for we'll having We'll have me. to have you back. I feel like we're just <laughs> <Yeah>. getting started. <laughs> I know. Conversation here. Yeah. Uh, get outside. Get out there and enjoy the outdoors. Uh, try something new and yes. uh, uh, recruit somebody. Stay in the woods and bring somebody back if they've 
that they've stopped. You know, R3. that R3. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, we thank you for watching and listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.